Welcome to Journey Life Together, a self-improvement podcast. I'm your host Roland, a clinical counsellor, marriage and family therapist, and also a relationship coach. Allow me to be your guide to Journey Life Together. This podcast is about learning how to thrive in adversity. We will cover a variety of topics relating to self-improvement, ranging from emotional wellness to relationship management and more. If you value self-growth, this podcast is for you. This is a space we hope you'll find inspiration and encouragement along with practical tips and handles that will help you accelerate your growth journey through the different seasons in life. If you're ready, let's cut down again together on 5, 4, Three, two, and one. Let's take a deep breath in from your nose and exhale from your mouth. Let's begin this journey. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of The Gift of Friends. We are into season number one, the gift series, so I've covered quite a variety of gifts. Gifts of emotions, gift of time, gift of space, gift of family or food. And today we're covering the gift of friends. I'd like to share with you an article from the British Psychological Society, BPS in short, on the psychology of friends. Professor Robin Dunbar shares that friendship is the single most important thing affecting our psychological health and well-being as well as our physical health and well-being. He shares that spending time with our friends releases endorphins in the brain and makes us happy. While there is a wealth of research that will back up his statement, I wonder if you would agree with what he says. It sounds a little bit theory and scientific, but I think relationally, I would agree. But yet, I think it also depends. It depends on the quality of your experience in the friendship. For some, making friends is hard. For others, maintaining a friendship is harder. What do you think? Many studies suggest that having healthy friendship could have a protective effect on health and help us age better. Some research has examined whether social network could influence mortality, heart attack survival, depression and anxiety. Well, some evidence suggests that feelings such as happiness can spread through a network. Today we have social media, we have the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and many more. I wonder how is this true? Is it really spreading that kind of happiness? Well, whether is it a virtual friendship or is it a real life friendship between you and a friend, a physical friend that you can see and hold and touch and look at and speak to? Well, friendship for some can be hard. And the challenge statement is this. Healthy friendship can sometimes be hard to define and hard to pinpoint. I wonder if you agree. Although I believe the general markers of healthy relationship is one that is respectful to another, but the line is really hard to draw, isn't it? Especially if you're not aware 
of yourself and the dynamics of the friend group you are in. Again from the BPS article, the British Psychological Society article, it probes us to consider the downside of friendship. So it says that one in three children experience the flip side of friendship, which is they define it's very interesting, they are enemyship and or antipathetic relationships. I don't know how to define that, but I would think of it in some way that as I was a child, uh, when you kind of have a squabble with someone, and then this friend say, I don't want to friend you anymore. Well, as childish as it may seem, this evokes a sense of rejection. Feeling socially rejected can be painful, this is based on the article, especially for teenagers. I would agree with that. Because teenagers are our growing years, we're still trying to figure out and form our identity and friendship becomes a pivotal part of that foundational building block where we're trying to grow. And teen friendship can be complicated and I believe complex, whether with former friends or current frenemies, this is the term they call it. I like to agree with that. Because for some friend group, you see that the friends are nice but yet they are also bully perhaps subtly or explicitly whether however big the range is within their own social group sometimes it can be very subtle so the challenge and solution both comes from what I call the posture we adopt when making friends I will be sharing three different posture think of posture like this you are sitting on a chair with four legs if you sit leaning forward you are reaching out to something, to someone and you are tilting forwards that you are only sitting on two front legs of the chair can you picture that? you have four legs in the chair you are leaning forward you are resting your weight on the two front legs of the chair and at some point if you tip to a certain angle you will fall front so I call this the lean-in posture if you happen to hold such posture it will describe that you are someone perhaps who tends to accommodate to others Perhaps because the motivation to fit into a friend group is so strong, one would, whether consciously or unconsciously, knowingly or unknowingly, try to please or even perhaps percolate another so that they can fit into the group. Often at the expense of compromising to the needs of themselves. So if you are in a friend group, is mutually supportive and giving you may hold up well and this is everyone is giving it's good it's a wonderful thing however if you are in a friend group that takes advantage of your kindness and constantly expects you to give to sustain the friendship you may find yourself leaning in too much to the point you may fall the challenge of such posture could be an over-reliant on friendship for a sense of belonging when this leaning in gets too extreme, at some point we may lose our balance. And so we might also lose ourselves. This compromises the healthy development of our identity, which is so essential in the formative stages of our growing year. Are you someone who tends to give in too much to fit in? Perhaps it is time to lean back a little, take time to reevaluate the friend group you are in. 
try considering yourself a little more. Be kind to yourself as you are being kind and giving to others. Learn to prioritize your needs because it's also important. A true friend that truly treasures you should be willing to work through the differences and embrace the individuality that you have. And you do the same to this person. That's what friends are for. Now, the second posture I would like to share is the leaning out posture. This describes someone that shuns away from others. When someone approaches you, you tend to back off. For some, it may be hard for others to be close to you or to even know you well enough. For some, you may have many friends, but these relationships tend to be superficial. You may have few or no friend that you could truly be yourself or feel safe enough emotionally to be vulnerable with. Well, this could be due to a variety of reasons. For some, you may have grew up in a family environment or culture that is less socially connected. So it may take a little bit more effort to do so to connect with others. For others, it may be a personality type whereby you are a little introverted, you feel shy and socially inhibited to connect with others. Again, it takes a bit of practice and skills. Or it could also be that you may have some unpleasant experiences in your past relationships with friends that can be hurtful or difficult, which leaves you feeling doubtful or perhaps even weary of getting into another friendship, not knowing what to expect or will it be as bad as it was before. Whatever reasons it may be, are you finding yourself becoming someone that can live without friends and you are happier alone by yourself? While there are merits in being independent and also benefits of solitude, but when it gets too extreme, you can lean out or I call lean back too much to the point you may become like Elsa in the Disney movie Frozen. At one point, she was literally isolating herself and shutting herself away from others in a faraway ice palace. In the song of the lyrics, the cold never bothers me anyway. Are you someone who tends to back off from others to the point you become so comfortable being socially isolated from others? Perhaps it's a time for change. Perhaps it's a time to lean a little forward to reflect why has it been hard to connect with others. There's a common saying, no man is an island. I add on to this version, no man or woman is an island. In an ever-connected world, we all rely on one another, not merely to survive, but also to feel fulfilled in relationships. And this enriches us and gives us deeper meaning in life. I want to acknowledge for some, it may be hard because you might have a challenging relational past with others that inhibits you to reach out to others. If it gets really hard, I'd like to encourage 
you to reach out to a local therapist or counsellor to talk to this person about the challenges that you are facing. I think with some help, you can overcome them. Um, over here, I do agree that our past can impact us. But I believe that it need not shape us to who we are in the future. I say again, I agree our past can impact us today. But it need not shape us to who we are in the future. We can start anew on a fresh page. We can have a new beginning. But we need to apply the wisdom we've acquired from what we have learned from our past experiences. Think of what's missing in the past relationship that has caused it to be difficult. Learn to be aware of what aspects of friendship that you value. I believe one of the most important aspects of friendship is respect. This happens when someone honours you for who you are, not what you do or not do. This person will not dishonour you, demean you or belittle you. But this doesn't mean that there will never be disagreement or conflict in the friendship. But it is in learning how to overcome and work through differences respectfully. I think this is what makes a friend for life. I wonder if you would agree. One last note from the article I was sharing earlier on. It says that good friendship may be essential for well-being at every stage of life. Making friends is crucial for children in their development and ability to form later relationships. The bedrock of this begins with honing our social and communication skills. Now, the third and final posture I'd like to share is what I call a balanced posture. With four legs of the chair well grounded on the floor, you are neither leaning in nor leaning out. You are comfortably sitting down firmly. You are comfortable under your own skin with others. You are neither overly dependent on others to be bending your needs, nor do you prioritize your needs so much that you become overtly independent, shutting others out of your life. In this posture, you are neither overly dependent or overtly independent. You are interdependent. I say again, you are interdependent. Meaning to say that you have learned to depend on others for support when you need to. You also give to others in their needs and have the boundaries to say no or back off when you need to to maintain balance and harmony in the relationship. I hope you can find a friend for your life and enjoy the gift of friend starting with an interdependent relationship with this notion interdependence in mind. Well, there are many things we can learn. Perhaps um, just uh, ending off with a quick suggestion for some who may feel socially awkward or inhibited because perhaps one of your personality types that you tend to be a little bit more introverted. You are not the only one. I remember as a teenager, I was also a very shy boy. It was only in my later years I learned to improve my social and communication skills. 
but we got to start somewhere, you see. So try reaching out to friends whom you feel more comfortable as a start. Usually, I think it helps if you have what I call a common ground. When you say that you are spending time with a friend, talking about something you're both interested in, finding common grounds is a great conversation starters. To some of you who may have many, many, many friends, but have not met many, many, many of them for a very long time, maybe the struggle is to maintain friendship. I encourage you to work on your calendar, just meet up some friends, organize a simple gathering. Developing deeper friendship starts by making that kind of effort and commitment. It's just like growing a pot of plant. You just need to water the plant every day. In every relationship, I believe this is the same. Well, to bring this episode to a wrap, I wish you can find a balanced posture in making friends without overleaning forward or leaning backwards. And in the relationship, you can enjoy interdependence, respect. And with that, I wish you well to find and harness the gift of friends. Before we conclude today's episode, as always, here is a quick note of disclaimer. The views, expressions and suggestions brought up in this episode are meant for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to, nor should it serve as a substitute for medical advice rendered to you by your therapist, doctor or healthcare professional. When in doubt, always seek the advice from your individual therapist, doctor or qualified healthcare professionals with the questions or concerns you would have in regards to the particular situation, challenges or conditions you may be facing that you came to be aware of while listening to this episode. Well, I do hope you have enjoyed our gift series so far. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you have not done so. Take care, stay well and join me in the next episode of Journey Life Together.